welcome to the Unapologetic Connections podcast. We are spicing things up, having no podcast hosts, no scripts, and bearing it all completely unedited. We are a group of entrepreneurial women who believe in true, deep, unapologetic stories. Because life isn't always Instagram worthy. Life is messy, unpredictable, and can rock you to the core. It's time to unmask and show all aspects of ourselves unapologetically. Let's come together, rock this thing called life, and support the heck out of each other. Because ain't nobody got time for the mask of judgment. Get ready to connect, share, and feel the unedited love of unapologetic connections. Welcome back, Connections. My name is Haley Lowen, and I am one of the unapologetic speakers represented by the Unapologetic Connections Agency, and I'm proud to be introducing this week's episode brought to you by Nude Vodka Soda. In addition to my work as a speaker, I am also an innovation coach, and I'm so excited to be bringing a topic to the table this week, a topic that has been in my life forever, and it is how to be creative. So I'm going to be a bit scripted here as I've been up until 3 a.m. stressing about a power surge that wiped out episodes. I was editing and with a blink of an eye they were gone. So needless to say my brain is a in a bit of a funk. So at 3 a.m. I thought it'd be best to write a tiny script for myself so I don't sound like a balking fucking chicken. <laughs> I was recently triggered by a post from someone I used to follow. I got just a bit annoyed by it to the point that I called my girlfriends and I was like, what the fuck? And I totally gossiped. And I didn't like the feeling afterwards. It felt good at the time to be validated by my friends, but I was slamming this person's work to feel good and this does not follow my core essence, which is love. So I took a moment and I asked myself, why I got so upset. The person's post said, you need to be an expert in one area or people will be confused with what you do. Okay, so this post triggered my insecurities around having, for lack of a better term, too many creative paths. So I asked myself, why is this an insecurity in the first place? I remembered being told by a career counselor in high school that I wasn't a good enough student to be a marine biologist, my then dream job. So I quit that dream, and this became a pattern for me. I'd get really good at something, was told I was good at it, but then wanted more, like I was searching for validation. This post was my career counselor telling me that I'm not good enough to follow my dreams my many dreams, that no matter what, I will never be good enough. I recently listened to a TED talk about the habits of highly creative people, and let me tell you, it was fucking brilliant. And I think I even shouted, fuck, finally, someone that finally fucking gets me. (laughs) It's a lot of fucks. (laughs) We're here for it. Yeah, thank you. A gentleman by the name of Tim Harford stated, creativity often comes when you take an idea out of its original context and you move it somewhere else. It's easier to think outside of the box if you spend your time going from one box into another. An example of this is athletes. So any athlete can tell you about the benefits of cross-training 
and it's possible to cross-train your mind as well. So I heard a study that was done with doctors. One test group had to take a class that studied art, and the other didn't. The group that took the art class, they were able to diagnose patients just by looking at pictures of them. Pretty crazy, eh? Wow. Yeah, I know. Our creativity is based on what we already know or from our life experiences. The more life experiences or variety that we have, the more ideas we can potentially create. So my good friend Anna here helped me through my post-traumatic Facebook post issues. <laughs> we have to acronym that. Oh, yeah, I know. I need but to I love that. Post-trauma. Yeah, post-traumatic. Yeah. Post <laughs> and you told me I wasn't insane for having more than one business, but that I'm actually a creative rebel. And hearing the word rebel sparked something in me, causing me to question my nature of being a conflict avoider because it was that very Facebook post that shifted my thinking from inside the box to outside the box. And I just fucking love this, Anna. And I'm interested in hearing more about your own rebellious thinking. Tell us about a time when you were a creative rebel. Oh, good question. Oh, Haley, I love this. Thank you for bringing this to the table. And thank you for sharing about that so vulnerably as well. I do think, and I will validate for you, that it did feel that there was some lack of love in this posting. And that really doesn't align with you. As we've talked about before, your value is love. That's your core essence. And I would argue as well that being a rebellious creative is probably your core essence as well as being loving. And those two things, love and creativity, are actually the core essence of the soul anyway. So um, bravo to you for just being vulnerable and showing up in that courage. How have I been a creative rebel? I want to maybe say that I don't know any other way to be. I'm not sure I know how to live inside a box. I'm not really sure that I know how to adopt conventional thinking. I have always been kind of a a rebel in the sense that if somebody created a story, I've always wanted to create a different story. I've always wanted to do it a different way. I can think back to even being a teenager and my fashion choices. I wanted it to look different and be different from what everyone else was doing. I just never had a need to really want to fit in. I really wanted to fit out very, very strongly. And as an adult and a woman running a business and doing all of these creative endeavors, events and podcasts and speaker training and everything that I'm doing, I don't think I could do it but for my rebellious nature. I'm not sure I would be able to dig into that creativity enough in order to succeed. And when I look at somebody like you and I see what you're doing, you know, we talk Ayurveda in here all the time with my Chopra certification, there are very different elements that propel forward each of our constitutions. So your mind-body constitution, according to Ayurvedic science at least, which we will talk about on one of the podcasts one of these days, is really propelled by air and space. And air and space is our creative force. And we actually call it the king dosha or the king constitution, um, even though that's a very patriarchal work. Good. Yeah. Let's call it the queen dosha. <laughs> it's the queen dosha. Because without movement, nothing else happens. And I want to use the example of this podcast anyway around that being a creative rebel and using that air and space is... Is there one way where businesses seem to succeed in this one story option where you pick one thing and stick to it, et cetera, et cetera? Sure. What are you defining as success? What are you defining as your level of success? 
That's my question. Like, let's just break down that conventional story. If doing one thing over and over and over again is crushing your soul, then that doesn't feel successful to me at all. Mm-hmm. That feels the opposite of successful. It feels completely out of alignment. And for you to have the air and space creativity to bring to me an idea about doing a podcast and me with my fire element, which is a little bit more pitta and it wants to execute on everything, together we create the community where creativity can exist bouncing around, where ideas are valuable and they flow back and forth so that we create teams and communities, not stand there by ourselves, running in one trench, feeling unsuccessful and alone. That doesn't feel okay for me either. So just wanted to validate that for you. And I've probably not even almost answered your question. Have I? No, I, I really, <laughs> I really like how you brought up the team thing and co-creation and collaboration, because that's ultimately like, I find this the best creative strategy is when you bring people together, because everybody has a different experience, which everybody is going to bring something to the table. And then with all of our experiences combined together to create something, it's going to be even more like magic. It's going to be so amazing. And then we each had a piece to play in it. Like it doesn't really matter in the end who came up with the idea because every single person who says something has contributed to that person's idea or to the end idea. Absolutely. And at the risk of going down the Ayurveda train again, when nobody knows what I'm talking about out there, um, we need to have teams that are made up of all different types of personalities or they don't thrive. Mm -hmm. We can't have all air and space or it's only ideas. We can't have all fire or we burn to the ground. We can't have all earth or we just stagnate and we can never really come up with the next creative move to um, be a first mover or get us thinking in in a rebellious creative way uh, to really spark interest in an audience. So there's various personalities that need to exist. And if your definition of success is doing it all by yourself one way, then I think that can work. Mm -hmm. And bravo, congratulations to anyone out there who has all of the elements and are making them work. Over here, I think we're just a little bit more of a team. Yeah, totally. And I think some of our creative um, outlets that we have in our businesses, too, kind of lends to this, right? If you look at what each of us are doing in our businesses, they're not in-the-box sort of jobs, really. So true. That's a great point, Jess. Jess, this is Jessica Glitter and Grace. Thank you for joining us today. Mm -hmm. Which I totally wanted to ask you because I love the name of your company, Glitter and Grace. How did you come up with that? Um, So that's probably a good question to talk about creativeness. Um, I was actually trying to come up with something that defined who I am and also to honor my mom at the same time. Mm. And the glitter piece, after my mom passed away, I would randomly see pieces of glitter whenever I was, yeah, whenever I was trying to you know, see if I was making the right decision in life or just looking for a little bit of guidance, I would see a piece of glitter somewhere. And so I took that as my symbol from her. And she actually gave us each a ball, like it's like a Christmas ornament filled with glitter and had a little tag on it. And that was our last gift that we received from her. So that had glitter in it as well. So for me, glitter is a reflection of light. Mm. So in addition to honoring my mom, it's also the reflection of light. So you have to kind of have some light in order for it to reflect and to show onto other people. So that's where the glitter piece came in. And then the grace piece is just doing things that are in alignment with who you are. 
it took me a little while to define that and to sort of come to conclusion of why I chose Grace. My baby's name, if it was a girl, was always going to be Ava Grace. So Grace has been in my world and my brain for a while. And when I looked up the definition of Grace, I just thought it fit perfectly. So that's kind of how those two came together. I like how you said that it took you a little while for you to come up with it because sometimes in the creative process, it's not this like eureka moment right in the beginning. Sometimes we have to go into it and dig around a little bit, wait, you know, yes. to come up with something that's really amazing, like the your business name, like with that story, you kind of have to let it marinate for a little while. And Definitely. then you have that eureka, that aha moment. And it has to fit with you and who you are, right? When I was working with my coach at the time, when I was coming up with the name, he had suggested Purple Lotus. Hmm. And while I love the color purple, and I th- love the idea of lotuses and how they go through the mud and you know come yes. to the other side of beauty and, and the idea of it, it just didn't resonate with me at all. So I kind of had to politely tell him, no, thank you. <laughs> I will come up with something else that's a little bit more me. Did it spark the idea of Glitter and Grace, though? Like, did It uh, encouraged me to find something else because I really didn't love that name. Awesome. So it did sort of fuel my jets a little bit cool. and get me start thinking about some other things. I did a lot of brainstorming and put together some different words and things that I wanted to incorporate in the business, and then it just came to be. You just said my turn on word. Oh. Yeah, brainstorming. Wow. <laughs> Say it again, Jessica. <laughs> brainstorming. <laughs> Kathy Buchanan from Balancing Energy. Yes. Like, your energy reflects creativity to me. And I want to know, like, have you always been like that? That's a really good question. Actually, listening to all you guys speak, I think I'm kind of thrown off in that Whenever I hear the word creativity, for me in my family, I'm thinking of just doing artwork. I'm not even thinking of Mm -hmm. creative ways to share a business or to just sort of be in my life. I think I have so many, my aunt, my mom, my grandmother, my son, so many of them are very artistic, painters, drawers, uh, sewers. And so it's funny. So I'm actually sort of struggling right now with what what even to add to the conversation. So, but if I think about sort of my business and sharing business, I guess it was a creative process Mm -hmm. and a big struggle for me in that I didn't really know what I wanted to say, but honestly, it was months thinking about just a name. And I actually struggled about the name and what my logo would look like more than I did even content. I guess that was just sort of a leap off starting place. Mm -hmm. And so it took me months. Actually, it changed several times. It was a B originally because um, my cause balancing energy is B, so I kind of went to a B, but that was kind of weird, because that's B-E-E, so honestly, it's been sort of a bizarre, <laughs> I think I'm verbal puking here right now, but, um, yeah, so it's been come full circle to balancing energy, and funnily enough, it was originally going to be energy balancing, mm-hmm. and then someone Ooh. pointed out to me, well, balancing energy is B, so, and I was like, oh, duh, yeah, that's right, even though I already had had the B symbol, but then I changed it around, so it was kind of a weird yeah, anyways, clearly struggled with it. Um, so, yeah, so now we're at Balancing Energy, and delivering the work and sharing the work in a creative way has continues to be a struggle. I've actually hired someone to help me with Instagram stuff just because I know what my message wants to be, but I do still struggle with sharing it and what people's perception will be of it because I feel like I want to say all the things mm. every single time, and I find a hard time compartmentalizing things and breaking it down and sharing it in a way that I think is useful. 
which is, as I'm saying, not totally my issue. I'm getting that as I say that. But <laughs> which yeah. actually, I mean, depending on how you want to define it, too, taking really a, a ton of high-level creative information and messaging and mobilizing it and compartmentalizing it down into a marketing strategy isn't always a very creative process either. I yeah, mean, it even feel it, it doesn't always yeah. feel that creative. So again, it's what are you defining as the creative part of it, right? Even your messaging, I think, is creative. I do think I mean, my husband's a marketer and we just have a, a whole slew of marketers in my circle. So I will say they are very creative as well. But sometimes the process is not necessarily the creative part. Mm-hmm. It's really about just like shrinking it down and trying to get the message more palatable. So yeah, I would argue you're very creative, Kathy. Yeah, very, very extremely well, creative. Mm-hmm. Thanks, girls. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this podcast, and I was thinking about all the times where I didn't feel creative or what I thought creativity was. Mm-hmm. In grade seven, I was. We had to do this drawing of the Pink Panther. You know the Pink Panther. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it was kind of like a trace thing. We got had like a grid. And we had to trace this Pink Panther. And I swear, <laughs> mine was like the ugliest freaking Pink Panther in the world. It looked like somebody just like I don't know a two year old came around and just scribbled all over it. So at that point, I figured, well, I'm definitely not creative. And it stopped me from really exploring what creativity meant for me for a very long time. Even though it's like in my bones, like. As soon as I graduated high school, I went into lighting design. Like I was designing hotels, you know, with with these beautiful lights. And it just was a part of me. But the thing is, is my definition of creativity changed with that. It didn't have to be, are you creating this beautiful piece of art, this beautiful painting, this beautiful, you know, picture. It's not just that. It's like your words, Kathy, when you do a post, when you write something. Like I never thought of writing as an art piece, but it really is Mm because you are taking the time and you're putting these pieces together. You're like your process, you saying you're looking at it like objectively. It's like, okay, well, are these people going to get this? Blah, 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 blah. That's part of that creative process. And that's really making your brain fire. And that's, that's the creative side of your brain going. That's true. Yeah. It's just so cool. I think it's interesting that we're talking about this too, because when we first started talking about um, the the title of the podcast, how to be creative, I was thinking, I don't really know if I have anything to offer to this podcast because like Kathy, I was thinking creative equals art. Mm -hmm. It equals expression. It equals the creation of something new. But in sitting here, I was really just thinking about how my life is creative. It doesn't have to be a product that comes out of it at the end, right? It doesn't, it's not like I have to create a mug out of ceramics or create mm-hmm. a, a piece of art. Just some of the things that, that we do in our lives are creative, right? And like, in the process of you recreating that definition, you just had a creative thought. You're right. So that happened right now in the last 10 minutes, yes, give or take, right? So yeah. anytime we can reestablish what something means to us, that is that is creativity. I love it. And I love your creative life, like oh. you creating your life that's really is outside of the box is different than, you know, others. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this in one of our podcasts before, but just your way of doing things, even with your house, like you wanting to buy a tiny home and, and traveling the world and doing all these things, like... I think that's so great to to be creative in life, and it really inspires me to be more like that. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was also thinking how we were talking about creativity being this, like, scary thing. Like, I'm listening to you guys, and you're like, okay, creativity, I don't have anything to offer. 
And I think it's because in school, we're graded on our art. Mm. We're graded on our creativity. So when we're younger, we're like, if I asked you if you were creative when you were two, you'd probably be jumping up and down with your hand up in the air and being like, me, 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 you know, like, yeah, I'm creative. And now as like teenagers, if you ask a teenager in high school, hey, am I creative? They'll be like, no, you know, probably maybe 10% will say yes. Right. It's because we're being graded on our creativity. And we're being told what it is. No different yeah. from what Jessica mm-hmm. just said. We're being told that it is your painting, your drawing, etc. Yeah. Math is very creative. Totally. I know that sounds nutty, no, <laughs> particularly for me who can't do math. Um, <laughs> but even just making kind of quantum leaps and being able to see one thing equal another thing. Yeah. Uh, my littlest, who's five can look at a pile of objects and be able to categorize them, pattern them, and know how many is there. Wow. She doesn't know all the letters of the alphabet yet. That's like another side of the brain she's not really that interested in. But the math part, she's very creative with. Mm -hmm. And she comes up with patterns, Mm. which is also very creative. So the way our traditional and conventional school system works is we say, here's your creative class where there's colors and painting. And of course that is very creative and we get to tap into that side of ourselves, which is beautiful. And art is probably the single most important thing for children. Yes. That's my biased opinion, art, music, etc. But yeah, math can be creative. I think English can be creative when you're writing stories and there's so many different ways to define this. And that in and of itself is a more creative way to think about creativity mm-hmm. and to not pigeonhole ourselves and think, well, I'm, I'm not creative just because I don't, do art or I can't draw, right? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I would yeah. argue maybe you can draw and we just haven't found an audience that likes what you draw yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be more creative. Yeah, have you been to a museum lately? I mean, come <laughs> yeah, on. Sure. I'm thinking, I could do that. I know. A million dollars? I'm going to paint that black square or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what we should do. Hey, the Unapologetic Art Club. (laughs) Just draw uh, black squares. Well, listen, we have black sweatshirts. What we'll do is just start taking your hand-drawn artwork. Who's the worst? (laughs) Pink Panther. Pink Panther. (laughs) Get the Pink Panther on the sweatshirts. (laughs) We'll see if people like it. I can just throw paint colors at you. Hey, and that's that's gorgeous. That's that. Jackson Pollock. There we go. That's the painting on the wall beside us right now. It's just a bunch of splattered paint. Yeah, but the point is really is that we're all we are by definition creativity mm-hmm. we all are because we went through the creation process in order to even be birthed right true mm-hmm. I yeah. just went real deep there didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I creation is us literally being created and we were and in many cases cases we have gone ahead and actually created humans there's you know I think every single one of us around this table today has actually processed creativity in the actual true form Mm -hmm. so the way that it is manifested in our jobs and lives and businesses is really up to us to decide whether it aligns Mm -hmm. does it feel good or as Jessica said even the logo thing I mean I love the lotus I mean obviously Chopra Center I love all of this right I love purple it's everywhere Mm -hmm. that aligns with me it doesn't align with you that doesn't make it any less creative for you it just makes it mean something different to your kind of soul's purpose or what's meaningful to you based on your memories and your um, patterns and stories and things that you have experienced. And I think if we can all try to adopt a more creative way of thinking, instead of saying there's only one way to do this, Mm -hmm. right? Circling back to what you talked about at the beginning, Haley, there's only one way to do a creative business. Well, fuck that noise. No, there isn't, Mm -hmm. right? There is multiple, multiple infinity ways 
to run a business and up until it stops working for you or if it feels painful or out of alignment, then go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Do the loving thing. Do the thing that feeds your soul. And you will know when you get to the point at which either financially or emotionally or spiritually, you start to feel that it's not in alignment. Trust that feeling. Yeah. And don't be angry with yourself or judge yourself if you are feeling that way. No, judgment is the polar opposite of creativity. Yeah. That is not the creative choice. Judgment is, is storied, right? It's, there's only one way to be, mm-hmm. and this is you have to fit into this box. And when you fit into that box, or if you don't fit into that box, then we quote, judge you for that. We have a judgment around that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No. Creativity is like, how can we see this in a different way? Exactly. How can I perceive what I'm doing to be beautiful and in service and wise and loving and all the things that you feel aligned with from a value system perspective mm-hmm, yeah definitely. you do you sister yeah all day every day <laughs> and the more you do do you the more experiences really that you want to have because you're not going to be in that state of like depression or feeling sad or, or mad or angry or just stressed out you know if you're doing you and you're doing the things that make you feel good that's ultimately going to help you in your creative like adventure right Mm -hmm. but I also find that adversity really helps as well Mm -hmm. or going through conflict resolution stuff which even saying that word makes me want to cringe um but which one conflict or conflict (laughs) this is an important one yes um (laughs) conflict (laughs) yeah no conflict has been a real struggle for me why does that make me laugh so (laughs) because resolution sucks too no kidding Yeah, no, conflict has always been like a real big no-no for me. Like I would always stay away from it. But it's actually in the conflict that we find a lot of creativity. Because when we look at things in a different way, like mm-hmm. it's the cre- the conflict is created maybe by an outside source. And then you are able to look at something a little bit deeper that maybe you wouldn't have looked at with like new eyes or different eyes, right? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it helps us expand our creative thinking. So it's actually conflict is 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 what we w- are looking for, or something. Yeah, or some adversity or something. A challenge. A challenge. Mm-hmm. That's the word that, that we're really looking for. So when I work with my clients, it's challenging their thinking, mm-hmm. and I love it when they challenge mine too. Back. Yeah, yeah. challenge you back. And then it, the great. growth of creativity is just like so awesome. I think it's beautiful how you recognize too why that post was triggering you mm. and that you took that time to sort of step back and think about it from your own perspective. Why is this triggering me? And then realizing, oh, okay, it's triggering me because it's it's um, challenging who I am. It's yeah. challenging my own creativity. Oh, good point. Yeah, I, I was totally like in the Kurt Cobain mode, you know, like where I was down though, like I was yeah. like... <laughs> covers over my head and writing song lyrics and meh, 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 like. that's, that's a perfect example Haley, because that's another expression that's another expression of your creativity right so yeah. it forced you to go down and write out those song lyrics well you could have a number one bestseller that would never have happened if you didn't exactly. feel that feeling right exactly absolutely true yeah and I learned something about being in like a balance of theta and beta wavelengths in your mind so if you're in a theta state you're a little bit more relaxed 
And when I was in that Kurt Cobain moment where my like covers <laughs> were over my head and I'm just like, you know, I, I'm shutting out the world. That's kind of like I'm resting. Okay. And then when I get into that beta state, which is more of that creativity, my brain's like fired and I have more of the, those aha moments. So there's like this balance. You don't want to always be like trying to be creative, 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 because then you're, you're kind of like trying too hard and then your brain gets focused on that one problem and it's not able to look outside mm-hmm. of the box. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that balance of like rest Kurt Cobain lyric writing, whatever, <laughs> and then and then that like so hardcore like let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's so you say that activity that is like the unrest or like the trauma or something that's like caused it. Is that, where did I get those backwards? The theta is the rest. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then the beta is your more active your action. Yeah, yeah. actions. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when we're setting intentions to be imaginative or creative, mm-hmm. that incubation process is actually part of it. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Kathy. It's okay. okay. I cut you off. No, you're fine. I was just thinking about, as you're speaking, listening to you about sort of being in conflict and that being sort of a creative catalyst. If I think back almost three years ago, there was something fairly traumatic that happened within our family. Unfortunately, it's involved several people, so I can't share it, but it was a huge, big thing that was very eye-opening for a lot of people. And I honestly feel that that for me was the catalyst for leaning towards getting to to where I am now, Mm -hmm. because I think it was almost like, well, if this kind of stuff can happen in life, holy fuck, like this plan that I had laid out or this, the thought, the idea of like my family of 54 people in the South Surrey area, how kind of had this, everything was going to be a certain way. Everyone's doing their thing, blah, blah, blah. And you had like best laid plans, good intentions. And it's like, holy fuck, something happens that rocks your world. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought to myself, well, with all these so-called quote unquote, great ideas, safe bets, like take the risk and do whatever the hell it is that you want to do because yes. you just don't know because you can still fail I think Jim Carrey does a great speech about that you can still fail at being safe doing what you don't want to do so you might as well try to do what you want to do and if you fail well, who cares but you can still fail at doing something that's really safe and so I think that 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 big catalyst mm-hmm. and conflict was a really big thing for me I think this is part of the creative process too is knowing that when you incubate, when you set the intention, when you start to be creative, that you detach from the outcome. I know we've talked about this a lot mm-hmm. before, but when we have an anticipated or expected or cherished outcome and we're hanging on to it for dear life, this idea has to go exactly how I see it. That is actually, once again, the opposite of being a creative person or allowing that idea to flourish creatively and land where it needs to land. In fact, a lot of ideas uh, are created and not necessarily grounded or executed with the same person who created them. Mm-hmm. Those ideas become energy and they do sort of float around. And Liz Gilbert speaks to this in her book, Big Magic. And I love how mm-hmm. she puts it. And I'm sure I will like make a mess of it right now. <laughs> um, but that creativity is really its own little force and the, these creative ideas. So when the idea is created, it might not be ready to land with you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it isn't changing the world in some way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean s- just stop thinking because I couldn't make a business out of it and make money off it. Does that mean the idea is terrible and should never have been created or should never have been thought out? No, that's conventional thinking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's story thinking. Creativity at all, when our ideas are populating and we're putting that beautiful creation, create, creative energy into the universe, we are propelling forward evolution, Like we're literally moving things forward, which is the reason we're all here at all is to move life here forward. Mm -hmm. 
right? Had to inject the woo there. <laughs> so you're having, you're creating more experiences. Yes. And it might not always be with you. That's the thing, right? Yeah. And I'm hanging on to the idea that this idea, in fact, let me go back to the podcast idea. This is a really great example. I have, you know, thought of wanted to start a podcast. People have been like asking me to do a podcast for probably close to two years. In fact, if I go back and look at when I first logged on to, I think it was Libsyn at the time and like set up an account, it was probably two years ago. And it has been hanging there like with dust in it. It's just cobwebs <laughs> building inside there. That's I'm probably paying a monthly subscription for something I don't use. I have a microphone that's collecting dust that's beautiful <laughs> that I spent $300 on. Um, but I just, that idea just wasn't, for some reason, I couldn't make it happen. And uh, everyone's laughing in the room because they're like, it's your technical ability, Anna. <laughs> you don't know how to plug things in, so that's a problem. Um, but really, I, I just wasn't feeling inspired at all. And now we have a new idea. I'm included in it. It's an it's an iteration of my business, but it looks very different from what I had in mind. So when Haley approached me and said, I have this idea, I was like, that's a yes. Because yes, I, you know, so the idea didn't necessarily land with me, but it went and manifested elsewhere and then circled back. Mm-hmm. And we just stay grateful for those opportunities and those ideas and not think, Anna, why didn't you? Mm-hmm. Right? You said podcast, you never launched a podcast. Look at you, you big failure. That's one way to look at it. Or maybe I was waiting for the idea to evolve in a different way. It wasn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't ready. Totally. I think too, when we have an idea, it's hard because it's kind of like something that we've worked on for a really long time. And so it takes like a lot of bravery to put it out there into mm-hmm. the world. You kind of, yes, you have this idea, you're being creative, but until you take action on it, it's never going to exist. So I love hearing that story about the podcast and I, I think about it and I kind of, I'm a little bit patting myself on the back for taking action. Mm-hmm. Yes. You because know? that takes courage. Yeah, it does take courage for yeah. sure. I mean, it's great that we're all friends and it, I mean, I've known you for a little while now, but still, it, it still takes courage to do something, mm-hmm. to take your ideas and put it out into the world, whether it's a podcast yeah. or painting, uh, post, whatever. So I think it's ripping off the band-aid and taking action. Mm -hmm. Totally. And if you had come to me at this point in time and said, I have an idea to do a, to build a robot called unapologetic. (laughs) Listen, I'm coming up with creative things in the morning. This is unscripted people. But if you said, I want to build a robot called unapologetic robot. Wait, wait, I'm thinking of like one of those sex bots now. Oh. Okay. Okay. So let's go there. All right. Let's go down that road. But if you came and said, this is what I, I, you know, you talk about connection a lot, Anna. So why don't we build robots and make robot friends for people? Mm. I would have said, I'm sure you're out of your mind. I wouldn't have said that out loud, but I would have said, Haley, that's such a lovely idea. Let's continue to evolve this, right? And then I would probably have... That would be kind of you if you just... If maybe you we that. wouldn't still be friends. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it, it does take divine timing. And mm-hmm. so the point I'm trying to make is that when you have those ideas and you step up and are courageous, 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 courageous. I think the universe just sparked Hashtag. Right it was not my brain failing that was the universe responding courageous when you are going to be courageous creatively courageous and put an idea out into the world it's not always going to work the way you imagine it's going to work and being okay with that detaching from whatever that outcome looks like 
is so important to the process of being at peace. Mm, I totally mm-hmm. agree. And it's very interesting. When we when I came to you with the podcast idea, it started off looking very different. And now it's mm-hmm. morphed into this and it's like beautiful. Because it evolved the process and we beautiful. adapted and we yeah. shifted. And that's part of being creative and not staying in conventional thought and saying we, can, we made it. We said it had to be like this. And so we're just going to keep doing it like this over and over and over again for years. Yeah. Right? And if that works for people, I really just want to validate this for you. If that's working for you out there then that just means that whatever elements or essence you have in your soul is aligned with that particular business model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. And that's all. And congratulations. And you should feel as successful as you probably do feel. Right. Mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I stick with the unapologetic brand. There's lots of iterations of it, but I kind of run in that fire zone where things kind of stay in one tunnel. And I just keep plugging away at that particular brand and keep digging in doubling down on that message because I believe in it. That doesn't make it any better or worse than anyone other's method. Exactly. Anyone else's method. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Tongue tied today. I need more coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Courageous. <laughs> Courageous. That's my new favorite. Yeah. yeah I like awesome. it too. I wrote it down. Did you? I sure did. Perfect. I love it. Oh, we can put it in the show notes. Thinking back to Anna, we are talking about like ideas being sort of universal and literally yes. kind of floating out there and just if it happens to catch you or come to you at a moment that works. Um, it just took me a few minutes, but actually a few years ago, someone I was working with was telling my daughter in terms of writing exams and things, said, go to the second page of your exam, start there, do five or six questions, whatever, and then go back because all the energy and all the creativity, all the thought processes about the answers and the questions are going to be floating in that energy realm, in that space. Interesting. And then you, like, if you're second guessing yourself, you may just have that extra surge of, energy or confidence in what it is that you're delivering that's so, genius yeah so I just something that, that kind of goes right along with that yeah, or you could just put a like known that 20 years ago right <laughs> yeah exactly or you can just put a blanket over your head yes can i bring a blanket into the toast <laughs> <laughs> go write some music yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. but coming out of that and I, i'm gonna kind of jump over to something kathy said earlier about kind of healing from trauma and pain and reestablishing what the next stage of your life is because of that. That is really why I would argue we're all sitting in this room today because I mean, eight years ago I was in trauma and I mean, I still deal with post-traumatic stress, not, mm-hmm. not Facebook trauma. This is real, real trauma. <laughs> hey, that was hey, real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't take it. I totally don't diminish. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. That's funny. Sorry. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I have to be apologetic on that one. I should not have realized that experience for you. But for thinking about my personal pain in a different way, uh, this path could have been very different. Mm-hmm. And thinking about moving that message forward and turning it into purpose and hopefully reaching other people who have struggled and other women who have struggled, um, that courageousness mm-hmm. uh, is what connected us all together. Yeah. And we've all done that now. As yes. a result, it yeah. shared our pain turned it into messaging, turned it into wisdom, turned it into service, turned it into this beautiful friendship that we have where we can sit around and talk about the real things. So, I mean, creativity really does exist in the brightest and lightest of times and it exists in the darkest of times under covers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. So creativity is thinking outside of the box. Inside the box is one idea. Outside of the box has billions. So don't be afraid to venture outside of the box to help the ideas that are in the box expand. In the podcast, I I spoke about 
how awesome it is to work with more than one person with your ideas to help broaden that creativity bubble per se. So on that note, I'll be starting in-person innovative sessions to help spark your own creative ideas in your business. I will leave my info in the show notes if you're interested. Also, I have a couple of workshops for I Am Blessed Mala Beats, my other company, and we will uh, be making your own mala, so I'll teach you how to make your own mala. So there's one for alumni, so people who have already made malas with me, and one for um, some new people if you'd like to make your own mala. And again, I'll leave that info in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, Connections, and thank you again to our sponsor, Nude Baca Soda. If you are still with us and have hung on until the end of this cast, you are officially connected. Head on over to unapologeticconnections.com to read more about us and put some names to faces. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us an honest review. Our agency stands for a lot of things, but most of all, real truth and real connection. So thank you for connecting with us. Until next week, bye! Bye! bye. bye.